Support for How in the Hell Did I Get Here comes from The Coloring Book Coach. Did you know it's possible to heal your heart and more through coloring and the support of The Coloring Book Coach? Visit thecoloringbookcoach.com for your free coloring book. This week's stories are all about life's unexpected moments. Those How in the Hell Did I Get Here moments in time that we all experience every so often. Or in our case, it seems like daily. Our first story is actually an unsolved and hilarious mystery to this day. It happened to myself and Aaron one summer night not too long ago. In our second story, you get to listen in as Carrie and I have a conversation about weird things that have happened to us either trying to get to or get out of Mexico. Lastly, we hear from the lovely Tammy, back with another call-in story we're calling Freebird about a time in her life when she was really influenced by the southern rock scene. This is Kim A. Floden, and welcome to How in the Hell Did I Get Here? Quick note, today's episode includes swear words. I'm living in Des Moines, Iowa with Erin and her family when things get a little tense. So we get out of there, which is a good thing, until we try to get back home. I walk downstairs into the main part of the house and yeah, you could cut the tension with a knife. So I'm like, I got to get her out of here. So I went back upstairs to get my purse and my weed because I love the weed and I smoke the weed. And so I'm like, let's go for a drive. And so she was like, oh, okay. You know, it was probably like June some June evening. It was a beautiful night. So we went for a drive. She was driving. She lived outside Des Moines a little bit and it's so flat there. I guess until I lived in Iowa, I didn't really realize how beautiful Iowa is, but it's gorgeous there. I mean, it really is. They have great, the sunsets are beautiful because it's so flat. You can see forever and it's really pretty there. I mean, it's surprisingly pretty there and it's, and Des Moines is a really nice city. So anyway, so we went out driving and then, you know, she was kind of already in the country. So we were driving through all these cornfields and everything. And I had found this little office park because I was, you know, in my own, how in the hell did I get here moment of life. And so I I used to go get a frosty, go sit at the office park, eat my frosty and like ponder my life choices. So I told her where it was. And by the time we got there, it was dark. And where it was, was like in this little office park. And But there was a little lake, which are rare in Iowa. And so there was a little lake, this cute little lake. And they had built-in picnic tables around the lake. And I'm like, let's just go hang out there. It's a beautiful night. We can sit by the lake. I think it had a little fountain. And there's, it's an office park, so no one's there. So we went there and sat there and just chilled out for a little while. I smoked a bunch of weed. She was smoking cigarettes. We chilled out. So... We're we're good. We can go back home now. So we go get back in the car and we start driving out. And it was like when you drove in, it was split lanes. There was a median with trees. And then you had to, you know, take a left turn or whatever to get and cross another lane to get in and out. So we are going out. We get in the right lane. We're, le- we're leaving. And all of a sudden, Aaron goes, I need a piece of gum. I need a piece of gum. I feel like I'm like, I feel like I have a contact high. I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. So she, I'm like, where's the gum? Where's the gum? So she's like, it's in the council. So I flip open the council between us and she was driving a little RAV4 and I start digging through looking for the gum. And all of a sudden I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, my hands are digging for the gum. And there's another set of hands digging for the gum. Uh-huh, yes. And I'm like, uh, who the fuck's driving the car? And I look up and then I'm like, 
holy <laughs> shit, where the hell? I'm like, how the hell did we get here? Because we are now- On the other side of the median, right? On the other side of the road. Yeah. On the other side of the median, like it, well, you would be in oncoming traffic if there was any oncoming traffic, which there was not because we were in an office park at nine o'clock at night. But I'm like, oh, and she's still digging for gum. And I'm like, Aaron, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, what? and she looks up and she's like, what the hell? And I'm like, how did we get over here? <laughs> I'm like, how do we get over here? And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, seriously. I'm like, how in the fuck did we get over here? I'm like, there is no fucking way. I'm like, we must have somehow, you like spaced out and started looking for gum. And somehow we drifted through the turn lane and got onto the other side. Yes, but how? I mean, Oh my God. Yeah. So we, and then of course we're like, how do we get back over to the other side? Cause we didn't even know where we were at that point. Cause we're like, where the hell are we? I mean, we, we laughed so fucking hard. Cause we're just like, what the fuck? How did that happen? It was like someone picked the car up and put it over in the other lane while we were digging for gum. Oh, that's really crazy. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And then the sa- the other thing that happened at her house is another night we went over to one of her friend's house and we were, you know, in Iowa, I don't know what this is, but we would always sit in the garage and they would smoke cigarettes and I would smoke pot and then they would drink and I would smoke pot and they would smoke cigarettes and drink and I would smoke pot. <laughs> so that was another night that we were at someone's house and a friend of hers and we, what, we weren't very far from home. And, you know, Erin was not drunk. I mean, she probably had two drinks and we were just over there hanging out. But I was high. And so we're driving home and they have roundabouts where she, in her old neighborhood. I don't know. I am high. And she hits that roundabout going like 80 miles an hour <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. And I am literally doing the thing where I'm putting my arms out and like my feet out and I'm bracing myself. <laughs> Stop. You're going too fast. at my reaction so she goes around again and i'm still freaking out and she's like we're going around once more for the big guy and i'm like no i'm like stop (laughs) i was laughing so hard i thought i was gonna pee my pants we probably had another five minutes to get home i think i laughed the entire way home and honestly we were probably going maybe 15 20 miles an hour at the most right right it felt like fucking 80 and i'm like oh my god i actually felt like the, i thought the car was gonna go up on two wheels in my mind that is okay so i i have heard a roundabout story of the two of you that was different where you were in the roundabout forever like you thought you were in it for 10 minutes is that not that could be that same story because she kept going around or she didn't. I don't know. I was freaking out. I know she went around at least twice. Well, my, yeah, my my recollection from when one of you told me that story was that, you know, perception was skewed and <laughs> yes. you both thought you, thought you were going, you like, you couldn't get out of it. It was more like, that's what I heard. It was like, <laughs> yes, we were trapped. We were in the roundabout for 10 <laughs> minutes. We couldn't get out. Well, I think um, that's, yes, I think that is right. I think that is right. It probably was more like mm, two minutes, maybe at the most. I, and you're probably going so slow. I think she was just doing it because uh, she did it. She was doing it to torture me. Right. Once I thought the car was going to, you know, tip over <laughs> when we started. 
going and I lost my shit. So I think she just kept saying, we're going to go once more around for the big guy. And I was like, no, please don't. Please don't. Just stop. We're going to roll the car. We're going to roll the car. But I was dying laughing. Yeah. I mean, I was dying laughing. It was like a hell of a workout. Oh, my God. (laughs) Weird things just seem to happen to us in Mexico. Carrie and I share a few funny stories here about trying to get there or get out of there. I'm telling you, I should not go to Mexico. Now that I've started doing this podcast, I've realized every (laughs) weird thing happens to me in Mexico. So I go to Mexico with ex-husband number two back to Cozumel where I was on the lesbian vacation because I'm like, oh, I got to go back there. It was such a great island. And we get there and we had weird things happening even to get there. We had to take a small plane from Cancun to Cozumel. Yep. Don't ever fucking do that. Take the ferry. You have a better chance of living. Yep. I've taken the ferry many, many times. Well, the plane was like, I don't know, but there may have been chickens on the plane. Oh, probably. <laughs> it was like one of their buses. You know how mm-hmm. everything's just not quite right and it's all kind of falling apart in Mexico. And I, I remember the seat in front of me was completely broken on that plane. Like it, like it was flapping back and forth. So anyway, so we finally get there. We're like, thank God we, you know, we touched down. So we go to get something to eat and we meet these people. We're like in, you know, and they're from America or wherever from the U.S. And we're talking to them and they're, the man's a doctor and the wife is something else. And we're just, you know, having a good time. And I was saying, you know, I want to rent some motos. And he's like, oh, I really recommend. He's like, you haven't been here in a while. He's like, it's gotten really dangerous. Don't do it. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. So then all of a sudden they're like, well, how do you feel about coming back to our place? And we're like, uh, (laughs) and they were like, um, way outside of town and we didn't have a car. So they're like, yeah, you can come back to our place. You can just spend the night. And they were getting all like, woo. And I'm like, uh, (laughs) the answer to that would be no. (laughs) That was the first time that ever happened. Like that was like, you know, or come on back. We can, you know, do some swapping around. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I mean, they were totally nice up to that point. And then all of a sudden it gets like, this has gotten weird now. And they really yeah. pressured us. You know, they really like were pressuring us. And I'm like, because I think they, they had, like, they were there for a while. And I'm like, are you kidding? I'm not going off with strangers on the dark side of the island. I'm like, I'll, you'll be, someone will find my bones 20 years from now. Yeah, no kidding. If they're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm lucky. That reminds me vaguely of the time that we were standing in line to get out of Mexico at the airport. And the guy in front of us, his wife was so hungover that she was in a wheelchair. Oh, my God. And I'm not kidding you. Well, that happens in Mexico. That's the only thing about Mexico. They really pour the booze down your throat. There. Yeah. But he decides that, um, you know, it's because it's me and Jack. And, and Jack attracts people. Just right. No matter where we go, I mean, people are going to start talking to Jack because that's just how the world worked. Yeah. And, um, so he starts chit-chatting with Jack and talking about his life and this and that and the other thing. And we're getting closer to the, to getting through the customs where they're going to check your luggage and all that. And all of a sudden he just turns and goes, geez, I hope they don't open her suitcase. She's got six dildos in there. Oh! <laughs> okay. That reminds me of another story. So on the lesbian vacation story, this is an addendum to lesbian vacation. Just when you thought you heard all about the trip I call lesbian vacation, which aired on February 21st, 2019, guess what? 
There's more. Stay tuned for the rest of that story. Hey, it's Kim, and thanks so much for listening. And I really hope you're enjoying today's show so far. I'm just popping in to ask you a quick favor, which is to consider helping to support this podcast at Patreon. It's super easy. Just pop over to patreon.com and search for How in the Hell Did I Get Here? or hit the button on our website at howinthehellpodcast.com. What's in it for you? Well, for one thing, you're helping make a dream come true. And what's better than that? Also, we've got some great perks over there for you, including a chance to get to know myself and my sisters with a special slideshow from our lives, ad-free listening, discounts up to 50% off the Merch in Our Fun store, and free coloring books and more. Check it out today. You can choose to support us for as low as $2 a month. It's hard to believe I forgot to share this bit of excitement from the lesbian vacation trip. Remember in that story, I went to um, dinner with my friend, gay friend Jim and the two lesbians who later ended up getting married. Mm-hmm. And um, I asked another gay friend of mine to take me to the airport and he was fine with that. So he took me to the airport to go to the trip. So then I was like, well, while I was on the trip, I'm like, oh, I got to get gifts for both uh, Jim and the man that took me to the airport, you know? So I found these giant, well, they weren't giant, but they were like uh, life-size, I would say, dick whistles made out of pottery. Oh, so they, I, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Perfect gift for a gay man is what I figured. I'm like, I know you exactly play, what you're talking about. Yes. Um, yeah, and they sometimes they come attached to like a coffee mug kind of thing. Oh, I, I, mine were separate. I bought, I got two of them. I bartered for two of them. So I didn't even think about it. I'm like, all I could think about is like, oh my God, I have found the perfect gift. So yeah. So we get home, we get, you know, stateside and we were going through customs and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, those dick whistles are in my suitcase. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God. And I'm like, well, you know, obviously, but it's like, but guess what? I somehow forgot to pack them, and I they, the dick whistles never even made it to the United States. It was oh so God. sad. It was so sad. I know I was so bummed because, first of all, it was like I had to go barter for those things. It was kind of embarrassing, you know, for two of them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Jim and uh, the other guy did not get their dick whistles. They were nice. I don't know what happened. I think they were wrapped in paper, and we were on my bed, and I just thought it was garbage or something when I was leaving. That but is a travesty that you forget it, the difference. I know. It was a total travesty. That's almost worth psycho psychoanalyzing, but I'm not <laughs> Yeah. Although, <laughs> but you know what? I still had the same amount of, like, uh, like panic at the customs because I thought that they yeah. were in there. So I went through mm-hmm. that whole thing like, oh, God, they're going to open those up and everyone's going to look at the, my dick whistles. <laughs> I bet it wouldn't be the first dick whistle they saw. Probably not, but it was the but, first dick whistle I saw. <laughs> and it's a good story because we both got to say dick whistle about eight times. Exactly, and I what think dick whistle happen? would look great on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Where is my dick whistle? Has anyone right seen down. my dick whistle? <laughs> <laughs> It's 1987, and our fun call-in storyteller, Tammy, is now 19 and living in Jacksonville, Florida, where she has a close encounter of the Southern Rock kind. 
Hi, this is Tammy, and this is my how the hell did I get here story. So, uh, when I was 19, I followed my art to Florida, um, and uh, I didn't have a car any way around. That's another long story, but I had like one or like a few places that I could walk to since it was kind of, everything was kind of sprawled out. So, I lived on a road called, off of a road called Timaquana Road, and it's like a long sprawl. So my choices were um, I could walk to a little guitar shop across the street, or I could walk to Food Lion, or I could go hang out at this creepy clown shop, which is another creepy, weird story in, in, um, in itself. But So I used to hang out a lot at this guitar shop on Tim, uh, Timaquana Road, and it was in Jacksonville. Um and there was a group of Southern Rock guys that hung out there. It was my friend Timmy's shop. His name's Tim Lindsay. Um, and it was called the Music Box. So I would hang out there and, um, you know, and from time to time these other guys would come in and they were all like really fun and friendly and gave me a lot of like good relationship advice, which I, and now looking back, I'm thinking, yeah, why didn't I listen to them? But, um, so, we're, they were sitting on coolers one day and um, hanging out, telling old stories, and they were singing things like Sweet Home Alabama and Freebird. I'm thinking, this is fun and all, but, like, very cliche, like a bunch of southern old Southern rock guys, like, hanging out, drinking beer, eating fruit out of coolers. And um, so they were all, like, super nice guys, um, and they would offer me a beer or, like, you know, or in advice, and we'd chat and they were telling me like one time that they needed me to they, that I should join their band because their female one of their backup singers had like polyps and so um you know I would laugh and be like oh yeah sure weeks later I'm hanging out with like some of my friends we're getting ready to go to a concert in the park and we we're watching MTV and I, I see them all on MTV they're playing like that's the same song and like Freebird and. So I guess what happened was they were like Leonard Skinner. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, that's crazy. I know them. And all my friends are like, no, you don't know them. And I'm like, I totally hang out with them all the time. And uh, I guess they were promoting their like reunion tours on MTV on like some videos. And I didn't know Leonard Skinner from like, you know, another any other Southern rock band I was really like into, like, you know, my alternative new wave and you know goth and like punk thank you so much for listening i want to give a shout out today to our patreon subscribers for their support of the show we really appreciate you search for the show on patreon.com to join this special group of people I'd never even seen a dick whistle until the lesbian vacation, but I did manage to find a photo on Reddit that you can see in our show notes at howinthehellpodcast.com. And while you're there, take a listen to that overdone and cliched, in Tammy's opinion, but classic Southern rock song, Freebird. We love to hear your stories, so please call us at 323-488-3303 if you have a how in the hell did I get here story to share. That's 323-488-3303. Or send a written version to us at howinthehelldidigethere at gmail.com if you prefer to have your story read on the air.
Today's show was produced by Kim A. Floden and features myself, Carrie Floden, Jenny Gardner, and our caller, Tammy. You can find out more about Tammy in our show notes. She's got a book out called Let's Be Unicorns and Eat Cupcakes, which is just adorable, and she's just a very cool person. Big thanks to Silent Partner for our theme song, Seventh Floor Tango, and our ad music, Blue Skies. And thank you to our sponsor, The Coloring Book Coach. Find your free coloring book at thecoloringbookcoach.com. Meet you back here next week for more How in the Hell Did I Get Here stories. Until then, pay attention, my friends. You just never know when you might find yourself saying, How in the hell did I get here? And then there was a guy in the waiting room, like, you know, in the waiting room, in the uh, waiting to get on the plane. And I look over and it's this guy. He's this like big guy. Like he's got these baggy pants on and he has like the biggest boner. Yeah. He's standing there with like a giant boner. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I don't want to get on the plane with this. He's holding a sign that says Kim Floater. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Welcome to Mexico.